0: Buddy. Who's your friend and who's the one guy that you come run?
1: All right, guys. Welcome into the Murder in the First after show. Entering with some Toby Keith, "Who's Your Daddy?" Because you are watching season one, episode three, entitled "Who's Your Daddy?" Here on Murder in the First on after Buzz TV. I'm your host, Bobby DeMiro, Joined as always by my panel, Marina next to me. We always seem to agree and have a team. Hello. <laughs> and across the aisle, who we always seem to disagree with, we've got JB and Monsi. Hello. Yeah, guys. that's because we're right.
2: Exactly. That's the correct.
1: Oh, that's side gonna, of this of the is going to be one of those days. <laughs> <laughs> be, be careful! It's an argument episode. All right, let's. (laughs) Before we do it, one quick thing. We talked about it last week on the show, but Maria's book, The Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness, How I Lost 40 Pounds and Kept It Off and How You Can Too is in bookstores now. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, pretty much everywhere else books are sold. If you haven't gotten it yet, it is a great gift. It is also a great health and education resource. Uh, Speaking of health and education, before we get into the show, Mulligan's Arms, she's kind of jacked.
0: A little bit, she's yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah. you
1: have to be, to be. I, I get, like, a detective, but she's, like,
0: God. She works out. Clearly, do yeah, not mess
2: does. with her. No,
1: really <laughs> don't mess with her. Gun or not. Yeah, she yeah. will <laughs> kill you. <laughs> that's, her, that's her hashtag. <laughs> she will kill you. All right, let's talk about this show today. The first scene is obviously the first most noteworthy thing to talk about. It's the weird Eric Blunt, like, kind of role play, kind of rapey, definitely on drugs, sex scene that was shot, interestingly. Yes. Um, Initial thoughts. Which one of you was creeped out the most by it? Um, It was a bit of a
3: surprise. (laughs) I I think, you know, they sort of build up everything so it's against Eric Blunt. I mean, the whole show is sort of formatted that way. It's like everybody versus Eric Blunt. Um, So they went to sort of an extreme. um, They explained later that they were doing Molly, which is a pretty extreme um, party drug. Um, and they were doing it a, sort of a unique way, parachuting it. You put it in uh, paper and you eat it. So that way your, you know, your body dissolves the paper really fast. You and sound like an you expert. <laughs>
0: um,
3: well, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's a super unique way. Not that I've done it anymore. Mom, don't worry. Yeah, I was gonna
1: say. Um,
3: <laughs> okay. but yeah, it's sort of building uh, again that case before even a trial is had of for the audience to hate. Eric Blunt. And I think they do a great job of it um, with that scene, for for sure.
2: I agree. I agree. They set it up for us to already dislike him and to already have these feelings totally with J.B. on that. I thought it was very weird. I I thought I was watching a different show for a second. I was like, are we on the right channel? Because it just didn't seem like it flowed. I don't know. It didn't didn't go with the past two weeks, in my opinion. But, you know, like, like J.B. said, they're setting it up for us to see see it in the point of view of Eric. Yeah.
4: It kind of goes with our conversation from last episode where we had, you know, the crazy Eric and the the nice Eric and it definitely showed the the crazy Eric and how aggressive he was, you know, stuffing the the pill, whatever it was in the girl's mouth Mm -hmm. and choking her at the same time and then throwing champagne at her and So it was interesting, to say the least. Right,
3: right. And that also could be maybe a reason for his bipolarity, um, you know, the fact that he is a drunk addict, which sort of just came to light now. Um, that could definitely contribute to mood swings and, and would
1: it, Would a guy like him consider himself an addict? And I know there are plenty of addicts who don't consider themselves an addict, but this, to me, it seemed like it was kind of a almost a college party type thing. Like, we got money, we're young, this is what we right. do. So I don't know, is he what, is he truly an addict? Like, does he have a problem with it? Because if he does, that'll definitely come up later, I would imagine.
4: I mean, we can't know for sure based on what we've seen, yeah. I think. But... Um, I think based on this last episode it shows that he does it a lot and he likes to do it sexually and he likes to force women to take him. So it it could be. I could see it being something that is normal to him and he does it all the time.
2: If he's addicted, we I don't I don't think it's affecting his life yet. I mean, he's still running this company. So I am I'm with you that he does it frequently. Addicted maybe not. I don't I don't know if he could continue thinking logically like he's been doing getting a second lawyer and all that
1: yeah well just barely thinking (laughs) about
0: some of that stuff
1: the other thing that I wonder about this scene with Eric because it sets up the same idea in his brashness and his cockiness to a very great degree is when she told him she's like I didn't like that Mm -hmm. his response was Oh, yes, yes you, did. you did. Yes, you yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, which is an uh, a weird thing to say. I don't know that whole, like, kind of role-play world, so I can't be like, oh, that's what they would do. But I can say it's weird, it's a little uncomfortable, and it's really cocky and really, really dominant mm-hmm. to a point where you're not sure she's enjoying herself anymore.
4: Well, it even seemed a little rapey, you yeah. know? Like, she's saying, I didn't like this. And he's like, no, no, you did. Like, yeah. I don't care what you're saying. Yeah. So that was... That was weird, you know, and I think he was crossing the lines. But who who knows? Maybe she was, you know, a prostitute.
1: That's a, actually a great point. Right? Maybe she, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good point. You
4: know, we and not that it's okay for him to 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 do that, anyways. But we don't know. We don't. We have no story for that specific woman. We just know that she was naked in the first thirty seconds of the episode. <laughs> so.
1: All right, let's move on now because we'll talk a lot about Eric Blunt, of course. The next thing I uh, found interesting was Mulligan complaining about clearance rates. They're talking about getting the DNA, getting the paternity stuff pushed through in the lab, and she complains. Remember in episode one, Jackie Perez, the DA, who's going to come into play here today. Mm-hmm. In episode one, she put out the news conference and put the pressure on the detectives and was saying, we're tough on crime in this city and blah, 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 and all the stuff politicians say. And then she turns around by episode three, and we've already got the tension we were wondering about. Because the clearance rates are supposed to be better, but they don't have the resources and the manpower and all that kind of stuff. So we, we begin to understand maybe the work stress for Mulligan in English, because we, Lord knows we've seen their home stress. Mm-hmm. But we understand the work stress, and how do you think this will factor in, this clearance rate issue with Jackie Perez? How will this factor into the department getting the Cindy murder case uh, closed?
4: I think it can be very frustrating for a cop or detective or anybody that is working extremely hard at their job to do what is right and to you know, get clues and whatever they need. And then it gets to a point where they depend on the government or you know, the DA to approve payments or something like that. And then it takes months. You know, and and then the case is gone, and it's put it to the side, and there's something else that they're working on, and so it can be very frustrating. I know if it was me, I'd be pissed. You know, I'd be going to the DA and like and get fired probably. But
2: yeah, I'm with you. I'm, think, I'm thinking we would all feel like that. They're trying to get this case. They are trying to just get something, and I feel like she's just to the point where seriously, we're doing everything we can, and now we're not getting the help we need. So I think it's more a frustration, more than anything, that that was out of.
1: And then they do exactly what they can or more than they can when they go down to the lab and they kind of finagle their way mm-hmm. to the results. These guys have showed the willingness to bend the rules a little bit, mm-hmm. but every good detective does.
3: Right. I mean, you got to massage the soft spots. Obviously, they figured out that she was a, more of a fan of um, Terry than, than Hildy. Yeah. So they kind of played that card. In the previous episode, they did the exact opposite with Hildy. You know, she was a little bit more valuable in the scene with, with Eric Blunt. So they kind of are using themselves as a team, and, and you sort of have to. There's a very clear chain of, of command and of screaming, if you will, where, you know, the one boss yells at the subordinates to get their job done and and so on and so forth. So it kind of moves along. Like, it is a big machine, the law, the, the SFPD, if you will. So it's kind of interesting to see them kind of each gear turn um, and kind of who they they push to get um, you know light the fire under
0: them
1: Yeah, I think well said now let's talk about Eric again because he comes back up with Warren Daniels and he smartly goes and gets Warren Daniels Warren Daniels calls himself a Doberman Mm -hmm. with a million on retainer and two million in court so this is really the best defense attorney money can buy. And I think this is maybe the first point with Eric where we know he's scared. It's not whether we've seen his face or whatever because he's not always telling the truth and usually isn't. But we know he's got to be terrified to go and do this.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. You, you know he didn't want to. There's got to be a reason like said he's, like, he's scared or maybe he's starting to think his this plan isn't going to work the way I wanted it to. But I would be scared of Mr. Daniels. There's something about him. I'm He's a scared, very intimate guy,
3: yeah. yeah, like, for sure. This
2: is who you want to basically depend on and have to just make sure, you know, the, what were his three rules? Don't talk to anybody about the case. Speak to no one or no one that can speak on his oh. behalf besides him and to never lie to him. Yeah. yeah. It's Eric. Is he really never gonna lie to me? Well, and
1: the funny thing about first off, which every defense attorney should say, first off, don't tell me. I don't want to I don't know, know whether or not you can. And he and Eric's like, well, I didn't. Yeah. It's like, oh, come on, man.
3: Yes, yeah, exactly. I was kind of thrown by that scene just because you know we take Eric to be such a smart guy. It was interesting mm-hmm. that he basically didn't listen to his advisor, the one that he just mm-hmm. um, you know claimed to have paid so much for. You know, he wasn't really in the moment. He wasn't really paying. Attention, which makes me feel like he's not taking it seriously
4: yeah he always comes across as very smart ass and cocky and in that room he was just very naive and he looked like a puppy that was scared it was weird even his facial expressions and how he was carrying himself how he was sitting in the chair it was just like it wasn't the same person
3: exactly it was kind of more more of like a kid where you know he's being scolded somewhat by Mm -hmm. uh, um, a very authoritative figure and he was just kind of Um, Cowering in a a chair
1: And maybe this will be good for him Good for him, that's a ridiculous thing to say But maybe it'll be good for him if he's not the murderer, if he is, he should go to jail. If he's yeah. not, this would be a good way for him to get some humility. Right. Because get a positive he, mo- role yeah, model. Yeah, <laughs> ex- exactly. Get Warren Daniels. But he wasn't... I mean, Eric's grown up in such a way... I know he was an orphan and that situation happened, but his young adult life has been so financially successful and so unbelievable yeah. that there's going to be no incentive for him to ever get humility unless something like this happened. So maybe during the rest of the show... I know we do a lot of like early predictions because we can't help it, but okay. maybe during the rest of the series, the rest of the season... Eric it, it shies away like a wild, like a flower yeah. or something, you know, and says, "Okay, I need to be a little more humble," and actually changes his behavior rather than doubling down, which I think is what he's probably going to do. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. Let's be honest. <laughs> We're, we wouldn't watch it if we didn't want that to happen. Speaking of weird things, though, uh, let's talk about Hannah.
2: Yeah,
1: Hannah meets with the, with Dave, the detective, the cleanse guy, the funny guy, whatever. Ooh. And she says she wants to tell him something, doesn't obviously say what it is, and Dave has a hot lead. when he Nobody nobody <laughs> ever thought Dave would get a hot lead, and he gets one. And she comes to him and talks to him about how Eric Blunt raped her, drugged and choked her. She filed a complaint, didn't go through with it, uh, and then says, it's kind of a warning, I think he killed Cindy. Um, and then the obvious happens. They start talking about the NDA, the non-disclosure on the lawsuit and whatever, mm-hmm. and then the obvious happens where Dave says, you know you told a cop like i have to do something and she's like no i told a friend so my question for you guys if you're in the situation hannah's in, i understand it's a terrible situation but if you are there and your friend is a cop and you call him at work and you meet him in the police station how can you think you're just talking to him as a friend
2: that's why i think they're i don't trust this girl I actually I do have a weird feeling about her. First thing I thought,
4: oh, it, this is a setup. This is not, you know, somebody is doing this on purpose and it's not a real statement, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I I do have a weird vibe about her. I don't know exactly what it is, but who would like who would go to a police station, talk to a cop and then be like, "Oh, please, you know, don't don't say anything."
3: Right. I She's was, asking for it. I was surprised that she said that after she said all the information. Right. I mean, you know, like, she knows that's her job, it's her livelihood, she has a kid, she mentioned all of that, so you'd think if that was so important to you, you would say that first, and then make everything else conditional on that. Yeah. Uh, It was interesting that she kind of played that um, the other way.
2: And I felt like her, her, the way she acted, reacted to the situation was very one level. No, don't do it. Okay. Well, I have to go. I gotta run. Like nothing I was like, there's something someone someone put you up to this. You're here. <laughs> Even how intention. she
4: when she came back, right? She was there, she said she got mad about him saying that, well, I have to do something and then the next day she comes back and she's all nice and friendly to him and Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, it was just it just felt set up to me.
1: And then Dave got a date out of it. So right. That is true. Exactly. So,
4: that's
3: so that's the pro out of this. That's really why. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Dave, but <laughs> she's out of
1: your league. She's <laughs> out
2: of your league. That's terrible. That's
1: that's true. a terrible true, thing right? to say. But it, no, it is true. It I agree with true. you, too. Speaking of uh, dates and out of your league, how about Terry in this episode with his little real estate girlfriend?
2: I know. I mean, she was real forward yeah. with oh, him. Yeah. I, I mean, I
1: she, she's out of his league. Have you seen her?
2: I I wouldn't say that necessarily. I think they look good together. Okay. No, I thought they looked good together. I think she's very pretty. Yeah, she was,
1: she was a knockout. Yeah, oh, I, but well,
2: he's good looking he's too. Good looking.
1: Oh, okay, I, I don't have an opinion on that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we know you do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but she not only was a knockout, she was very forward with him, and yeah. that's that's a, that will be interesting to see down the road. But how do you think Terry deals with it? We saw what he did. Is he interested in her in like a relationship type of way? When she said, "Oh, I'm just a friend." He didn't push her away. Yeah, he he just kind
2: of smiled mm-hmm. and said, you know, she's the one who said, "I know you're not ready for something new." And that's true. And she said, "I'm just a friend." And he didn't say anything like, "Well, you know, I don't I don't know this ever going anywhere." He just smiled and And again, he never grieved, right? We never saw him
4: being upset. He never mentioned her again aside from the whole um, weird sister-in-law occasion. The, yeah. we, we didn't see anything else about about him and how he's doing personally in dealing with this which I think is kind of weird.
3: Yeah, I was surprised to not hear any blowback from mm-hmm. his his wife passing because it was so, you know, recent. But I think with everything that's going on with Hildy, they sort of mm-hmm. have to make him this solid character um just right. to have that mm-hmm. dynamic. Um, if they were both kind of off the wall, then it would be uh, almost a little too crazy. Yeah. I because
2: agree. Don't, I don't think they want to focus on that. Right. I don't, want it, I don't think they want it to be about his wife. They're just like, okay, moving on.
1: Yeah. Uh, speaking of Mulligan being a little crazy and being a little more off the wall, she is just a champion of every cause and a champion of every child because she's a champion of D-Hop. He's she's bad. Yeah. Oh, D-hop. D-Hop. What does D-Hop stand for?
2: Um,
1: is it like D- Dennis D- Hopkins? You know? D- <laughs> D- <laughs> know? Like, is it literal? Or or does he, like, d- does he jump?
2: I'm going to say, I guess his name is, like, Daniel, yeah. Daniel, or something. And probably that he, like, does something maybe. involving hopping. <laughs>
3: he just hops from time to time. You know, like, he I, he's really a
4: best hopper once. in school.
1: Yeah. Maybe
2: it has to do, like, a basketball or something. You know, but, yeah, I say his, I'm going to guess his name is Daniel or something.
1: Okay, that was a minute of my life I think I want back. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Daniel or whatever his name is. Let's talk D-Hop, though, because he goes to Mulligan, Talking about his mom and her boyfriend, whatever. And, uh, and she gives him her cell phone number, offers her help, does all this sort of stuff. And he runs off. And then later on we see maybe the most important storyline in the entire show is what ends up happening with him. But Mulligan to me, I don't know about you guys, but Mulligan to me is generous to a fault with stuff like this. And I feel like every episode now, she's going to have a new crusade, which is fine, but you're already overextended. And the crusades at home are not that good. I don't. I know her daughter and her have a good relationship, but how much time could she spend with the kid? Yeah, right. How much time could she possibly spend with that kid? You have a deal with a hu- an ex-husband or whomever. So to me, it's like, Mulligan, I know you want to champion these causes, but you're doing enough. You're doing enough. And it got one guy killed, who deserved to die, but it still got one guy killed. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, am, am I wrong?
4: I think I think she takes it very personal because when she went to the mini mart, wherever the woman works, uh, she mentions that, you know, she was also abused. Yeah. You know, she mentioned, like, I've been there, you know, my, my daughter has watched me. So I think she's taken to a very personal level and she probably, you know, has flashbacks and bad memories from what happened to her and... She just wants to defend this kid. And she, you know, in a way, being a little unprofessional, instead of just following the rules and just taking care of it when she's on duty, she sure didn't.
2: But what do you do in (laughs) that situation? Like how she said, I should have waited for backup. It's like, but what if backup came and it was too late? It's it's a very gray area. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: That is true. Um, But
2: I I am with you that I think maybe she takes everything to heart. Mm -hmm. You know, right now she maybe is feeling a little bit vulnerable, a little bit more emotional, and she's trying to do more than she can. Possibly also to keep her mind off of whatever it is she doesn't want to think about. But I just, I I think it's a very gray area. Mm -hmm. I I probably would have gone in and not waited hearing those screams. It's very difficult to say that you would just... Bystander, and just okay, let me wait for my backup while I hear this woman, yeah, sound like she's dying,
3: right? But would you have killed the guy if he's
2: coming closet? at me with a knife? You bet it, you betcha. If he's coming at me with a knife, I mean, you could have shot him in the shot legs, yeah. But if you're coming, if someone's coming at you with a knife, and I'm pretty sure that he wasn't like at the other end of the basketball, like he was yeah. at a good distance from me, you know what I mean? Like, I get what you mean, like, okay, after, oh, I maybe I should have shot him in the kneecap, but. Well, she shot him like five times. It wasn't
4: like yeah. once. It was like five times. It was, like
1: she, sh- she empties yeah. the clip. Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> so that's that's one thing. And I'm like, okay, she didn't have to do all of those. I think two, he would have been down. But
3: right. But I, yeah. I, I definitely think she got overly emotional, given her past, and plus where she was at before. I mean, she was off duty. She was on a date. She was probably drinking. Um. So she kind of got caught up in the heat in the moment, and definitely the situation was was handled probably not to the best. Um, but uh, at the same time, looking globally, it's mm-hmm. probably for the best because yeah. he was a, you know, a very bad guy. He was a cockroach, exactly. I lo- yeah, exactly. yeah, I love that yeah. Terry
4: said you just stepped on a croc- cockroach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm glad that That's he hilarious. was
3: there to kind of comfort her and reassure her that that was you know for the greater good, uh, which is why I really think that they did have to have him you know fully stable in his personal life uh, for this episode at least. Oh, yeah. yeah, stable
1: That's for, for now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for now. Yeah. <laughs> definitely uh, alright well let's talk about uh, Bill because I gotta hand it to you guys I think it was JB specifically yes, yes. Bill's, Bill's looking good Bill Bill's horse is running so oh, yeah. he gets interviewed uh, he doesn't want them to talk to his wife the question is why like I know the cheating I understand that's what he's saying but do you think that's really the truth no we haven't seen we guess. haven't seen the last mm-hmm. of D-Hop and we haven't seen Bill, the last of Bill's wife agreed yeah okay
2: I don't think uh, he wants them to talk to his wife because I don't think he told the truth. I think his wife knows that he had this fling with Cindy. Mm -hmm. I think she knows everything about it, or at least most things. Women know. We just know. We just know. Like, moms moms just know. She knows. terrifying.
0: It's true. (laughs) You guys are terrified of
2: us. We're terrified of our moms. It's a a vicious cycle. Trust us. Moms know everything. But... I think she knows. And he doesn't want the cops to talk to her because then they're going to start to realize he didn't tell the full, well, the didn't, full truth. Well,
4: didn't she um, say that he was at home that night, too? Didn't they need a, did. a lullaby? Yes. Or when a lullaby? lullaby. Yeah, When they were together. Alibi. Not, Alibi. Not lullaby. So, <laughs> you know, she, she would be lying, too. You yeah. know, if she if she said, no, he was home with me. And now if they go and question her and she says something different, then they're both screwed. Yeah. I think they're in it together. I think they're
2: they're lying to the cops together.
1: Okay. That's interesting. Yeah.
0: What but do Bill, you think?
1: But uh, well, I don't know what I think yet. I'm just I just know J B is correct so far. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I right. love that. I love hearing that. His that prediction like hasn't it. come correct, but it's it's progressed along. I'm still, I'm still on the lawyer. I'm yeah, still I mean, on the I'm, to a lawyer. <laughs> I'm
3: not gonna bust out the champagne just yet and start bum bottles. <laughs> and the MDMA. Um yeah, exactly. <laughs> just party Eric Blunt style. <laughs> but you know, it is looking good except it is still the third episode, mm-hmm. so, you know, I don't want to go too high too fast, because... <laughs> He's
1: giving, like, an acceptance speech. I know, yeah, right? Yes. A thank you, Academy, for my
3: brilliant production. <laughs> I, was just, um, I was just listening to you for a while, and then I realized that you were like, let's, just let's keep this, this going. going. You're just really let's dragging it out. It <laughs> um, no, but I think, you know, it's so early on, a lot can happen. So yeah. it seems a little too easy that it's him, because mm-hmm. they are kind of shining the spotlight on him in episode three. There's, a, you know, most of the seasons to come, so what's going to happen between there? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I think there could be more than one person at fault for different things, you That know? is true. Yeah. Maybe it was a group. Maybe, or, j- yeah, I don't know if they're connected, but maybe, right. yeah, like, I just, maybe it's, it's not just one person that is responsible.
1: Uh, one question for you guys about English, not to turn this too quickly, but moving along. The floating boat home, that floating home that everybody here oh, showed, yeah. would you live in a floating home?
4: I think I would uh, not I would for take. a very long time, but it looked really nice. It so nice. I mean, for a year or two or three, so <laughs> year, or five, or, two or
1: three.
4: three. <laughs> okay. You know, but it just I, I I would be scared of storms and being too shaky at R- times. Really big
1: fish and stuff like that. Yeah,
4: no, not the fish necessarily, <laughs> but yeah, it just looks cool. Yeah, it was you know? a really nice, nice I just, place. I just thought it was very different from everything else that we saw. You know, it was like a dump, and then there was this extremely nice.
1: Well, that's the question, because English has to move on, however quickly he does that, and whenever he does that, he's got to move on eventually. So things like buying a new place or renting a new place are a huge deal if Mm -hmm. he moves out of that home, and that surely will affect him down the road. Is he ready to move on, though? He hasn't dealt with it yet.
4: I think, I don't know, I think staying at their home, it just brings too many memories, you know, and you just just keeps reminding you of what happened, and it's very difficult for him to move forward. So, I think I would want to move. And again, I don't know how big their home is. If they have a big home, why wouldn't he leave there alone? Yeah. You know, so it it makes sense to
2: to get a new place. I think it's the first step. One of the first steps Mm -hmm. in moving on, I agree. It might be too hard to be there. And I I don't know if they specified this, but could was he always just the sole provider to the house or to that relationship?
1: I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's a good so point.
2: maybe now he can't afford it. Maybe now it's not even like, I want to move out because I don't want to think about this. Maybe it's like, I have to move that's out.
1: That's true, right.
4: because obviously they made it clear that his budget is not big because exactly. of the place yeah, that the first she was place showing. Was yeah, the first place was horrible. horrible. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was slums. Exactly.
1: First place was like the place that the first guy was killed at. The first guy yeah. was killed <laughs> exactly. at. You know? It was like his old apartment cleaned yeah. up. <laughs> Creepy. Uh, okay, let's talk about Mulligan. I know we've mentioned this a little bit, but we need to talk about the shooting. And before we get to the shooting, we need to talk about her date. Who are these people she's dating?
4: She's Tinder. <laughs> oh, <James. man.
1: laughs> Lord. Okay. Well, then that uh, that settles that. Um, she needs to tell these guys that she's a cop. I respect I you. It's a first date you just met, but isn't that one of the things? I feel like that's a profile.
3: Yeah. Thing. yeah. Exactly. Cop. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Name that's...
1: Hildy. <laughs> like position cop. Yeah.
0: Like number two.
4: <laughs> I agree.
1: I mean, okay, so, but it seemed like to me, and I don't know about you guys, but she was much more comfortable with this man than she was on the dates and stuff in the first thing and the manipulation with Blunt aside. Right. Right. They're definitely hitting it off. Yeah. It exactly. was,
3: was interesting to see
1: cause she hasn't had that kind of connection with anybody. Which, to me, I assume we're going to see him again. She left a good date because she had to. Right. Now she killed the guy when she left. But she had to leave, so I assume we may see that some of this guy. Um, and then does that stabilize her or destabilize her? I think it destabilizes
3: her just because she it's almost as if she's not allowing herself to truly be happy or to kind of fall back into the place where she was. I mean, she was married, obviously. or I don't know if she was married, but she had a long yeah. relationship with someone. They had a kid together. I don't know if she's ready to get back to that place or let herself get back to that place because they were obviously hitting it off, but she finds a reason to leave. I mean, she could have just still at the date, you know, texted Terry like, "Hey, this there's a bad situation at this ad- address. Go now." Yeah. Um, but she ha- she just kind of abruptly leaves and runs off. So it, it's interesting that she destroyed that happy scenario she was in for um, helping someone else that she didn't necessarily need to.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the thing that she's too good in a way she's mm-hmm. trying to do too much and this is one of those things where there are a lot of options like you said to text english or whomever and say go do this here's what's going on whatever it is you don't as a detective you don't give your personal phone number out mm-hmm. to little kids because they're going to call it i don't mean to sound insensitive but you don't if you've ever worked with little kids mm-hmm. one of the first rules is like don't give them your phone number because a it's weird but b they'll they'll call it you know and if you're not ready to, to deal with the responsibility like that you shouldn't be doing it but yet she does yeah yeah it's right. maddening, and I know she's a good person, and she's a sympathetic character, but it's maddening in a way to say, you're already overextended, don't do it anymore, but you know maybe. she's gonna.
2: I think, like we said earlier, it just hit clo- ho- close to home. Yeah. You know, maybe if D-Hop would have been like, hey, there's a robbery at the liquor store down the street, she might have been like, okay, let's text Terry. But I think it's just that it hit close to home, so she was like, I'll take care of this.
4: I do have to say, I don't think the guy's gonna come back.
3: Uh, what, the the, the, the date, date guy just on okay. it. Wow. I don't
4: think so. Why? Wow. I don't think so. I think now that she's in a vulnerable place, we've seen it from previews at the end of the shows that she's going to have something with Terry. And I think that she's in a vulnerable place right now. And I think in the next two or three episodes, something's going to happen between the two of them because he's going to keep coming home and helping her and bring her, you know, cupcakes right. or whatever it is. Interesting pre-
3: prediction, by the way. Yeah, I, I'm um, sorry. I'm sorry to, I'm sorry
4: to do. A, I'm sorry to do a prediction, but I, was, I couldn't just say no. He's not coming back.
3: <laughs> well, no, I was, I was yeah. talking about her, um, Hildy and Terry getting together. Because uh-huh. I, I remember we did sort of see them close, mm-hmm. but because it was it was sort of a trailer um, mm-hmm. to the season, I feel like they can definitely play that certain ways to make you think it's going a certain way mm-hmm. before it actually does, because. Um, I think we just dis- discussed this last episode, the, the writers sort of were writing as they were going, which kind of makes it fun and, and non-linear in a sense where we, even the actors didn't know what was going to happen. So I think there's going to be a lot of twists and turns and, you know, maybe there some stuff that they shot they didn't use in the season
2: oh, and, that's uh, true. and vice versa. Yeah, and I disagree. I, I think that they're, I no longer think there's going to be a love interest between the two of them. Interesting. I hope not. I think it's great that they should I don't think they should. They should not every story, the main the main characters always get together. Let's not do that. And based on that date, not that he's going to come back, but just that she can be comfortable with a date. Mm. That she can be in the moment. And maybe after this, after this whole thing that's happened and that she has to take a break, maybe she'll like, I will take a break. And maybe she won't bring her phone or something and be able to just date.
3: Interesting.
1: Well, she's got 10 days. Dude. She has 10 yeah. days. <laughs> what is
4: she going to do? She
2: can lose a guy in 10 days. She can win a guy in 10 days.
1: <laughs> oh. oh. Way to bring it so, back. So, so Monsi <laughs> is, is not on the uh, Mulligan and uh, English hookup team. Nah. And Marina is. JB, oh. where do you stand? Um, I I think it's a little too close circle for me.
3: Um, I mean, I like both the characters. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be upset if they ended up together. But because you know, it's I, I'd like to see them involve more characters rather than kind of close it back
1: out. So you're saying you're on Team Moxie. I am, of I'm course. Have to be on. Well, the bright, for nostalgia's sake, I guess I, I guess for <laughs> nostalgia's sake, I have no I choice, don't Bobby. Agree with Maria. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and we can
1: argue about that for like 45. No, I'm just kidding.
4: <laughs> we really uh, could though. But
1: <laughs> let's let's actually talk about that scene though. When English comes over to help Mulligan, and and the way they portrayed it uh to maybe to to our detriment saying they're going to get together. The way they portrayed it was English was compassionate but not in a weird way yet. Mm-hmm. And Mulligan was very very businesslike. Like like a nagging, you know, spouse or something. But more so, it wanted to get everything done, wasn't focused. Part of that's the shooting obviously that she doesn't want to think about it or she can't think about it or whatever, but the other part is Mulligan to me I can't believe I'm going to say this Mulligan to me has very distinct boundary lines with work but when I say that I already realize it's wrong because of what she did with Eric Blunt right, right. so uh, maybe she doesn't have distinct boundary lines I just get the fact that she is a stickler mm-hmm. and that she would never cross the line but uh, I don't know right difficult to say I think she's still
3: very shell shocked from mm-hmm. murdering someone um, but well I guess shooting someone she didn't really think yeah. about it beforehand <laughs> But, you know, she definitely shot someone and killed them, so that would definitely affect the next day. Uh, um, Terry even said when he came in, like, have you slept? And it didn't seem like she had. Yeah. So, you know, she's running on fumes right now. She's stressed out, obviously emotional from everything that's going on. So it's t- tough to judge her character based on whatever she's going through just from this event. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, all right.
4: I have to wait and see. Yeah, I
1: can't maybe. wait what happens with her in that shooting. I think we're probably all in agreement, though, that the shooting was justified. Yeah. Maybe, right. not, yeah.
2: Not, maybe not five times. Yeah, not that yeah. five. Yeah. But well, <laughs> aside from that, just, but yeah. Once well, yeah, I mean, when,
3: when she put herself in that position, I think she had, that's one of the only ways that she could have reacted, or she would have jeopardized everybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of, you know, like you got to pull the bandaid off at one point. Yeah. Just rip it right off. Rip it. Just rip right off,
1: whoosh, One clean motion. You shoot him, shoot him <laughs> five times. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: All right, let's get, now there's a couple things, a couple big things that happened at the end of the episode that we see very brief scenes of, the first of which is we now know that Cindy Strauss, excuse my language, kids, blew Eric Blunt right before she died. Yes. So Blunt's looking pretty good for the murder, but we also know how his lawyer is going to play it. Yeah. Uh...
4: And the baby is also his. Yes. Yeah. Was his.
1: Yeah. Which I think we kind of thought. Yeah. 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 But although Bill was involved. Right. right. <laughs> but
4: yeah,
3: that's interesting. See, they're again, they're stacking the chips against Eric. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, both of the. I mean, they obviously had an opportunity to kind of slip Bill in there in one of Cindy's <laughs> um, orifices. <laughs> but, Whoa. you know, they didn't. And I think that's where we're going to get, like, the content for the next few episodes you know like it's gonna be sort of a standoff between them
0: yeah
2: agreed we also learned that she texted texted that's not even a word she texted Wilkerson at 9 but was killed at 830 we also Mm -hmm. learned that so something something was sent through an app is what we were kind of informed possibly possibly apps
3: exist but we don't know if that's what happened
2: yeah but we did learn that so that's that's I feel like they're setting up somebody, but I, I, can't, I can't pick who's setting who up, you know? Like, it's not very clear, but someone is being set up.
1: That's the point um, of the show. Oh, all good right. job. Yeah,
2: <laughs> well, she was also drunk and on Molly, right?
4: Yeah. When mm-hmm. she died, which, you know, it's horrible. But at the same time, since it was Eric there, did he force her? Like he did with all the other women in the episode. So it's one of those things like, oh, she's horrible for doing this. Well, did she force her? Did she, you know, put those pills on her throat? And-,
1: and Eric now has a pattern. Yeah. Because we've heard from Hannah, if we take it at face value, and it's true, which it may not be, but we've heard from Hannah that he did this in... When they were younger. Five
2: years ago, yeah.
1: He heard... We saw, even though no one else technically knows, we saw him with the other girl in the first scene of the episode, mm-hmm. and now we have an inkling that, hey, same pattern with the Molly and with the champagne and stuff, hmm, mm-hmm. What do you? who do you think this could be? So you're pointing to somebody whose violence is escalating and escalating and escalating, and you may be looking at, like, a future serial killer if this guy goes unchecked. Uh, seriously, that's how that stuff starts, and it escalates to the point of death, and then you want your next high or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So... I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see in a couple episodes if he is that guy or not, but...
3: It's, again, it's stacking up. I mean, the Krav Maga thing, like, that's yeah. an, an incredibly violent martial art to learn. Like, it's it's all based on, on knees and, like, headlocks, and it's definitely used... It's, like, an Israeli self-defense um, martial art that they teach to their military. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like... He's doing karate at the, the, the Y. He's, like, and he's not oh even
1: he doing is. it at the Y. He's, he's doing it in, like, a hollowed-out garage kind of area. You know what I mean? Like, wherever like they were warehouse. doing it. Then, yeah, he's doing it some warehouse. It's yeah. like, it's, everything about it is badass. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before we talk about that, though, well, I guess the, just the arrest, but before we do that, what about Jackie Perez and uh, Lieutenant Kodo? Yeah.
3: Ooh. That <laughs> no. I did not see coming. I don't think um, anybody did.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> But another reason why I don't think Terry and um, Hildy might not hook up, because, you know, it is, the office romance is ha- happening elsewhere.
4: That is Agreed.
3: true. Um, but interesting to see where that goes. I mean, how much of Coto's motives are going to be run by his relationship with the D.A.? And if that, um, I think maybe if that gets out, how will that affect the trial with Eric Blunt now being in custody? Oh, yeah.
1: And, and we've already seen Cotto kind of being the, the whip that's driving the buggy when all the detectives are meeting early in the scene in kind of a casual way. And he walks out and everybody scatters. Right. Because they already don't want to talk to this guy because he's putting maybe unrealistic pressure on him. So, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. And now we know why.
1: And now we do know <laughs> why. And then Blunt gets arrested, which was to me a little, uh, maybe a letdown.
2: The way it happened? Yeah. They and staked then,
1: him out, all this stuff happened, and then he just kind of went.
2: Yeah, he yeah. just walked in. Yeah. So you were waiting for what? Yeah.
1: I don't know. Not very Eric Blunt, but I think we saw it coming earlier in the episode, and it happened. Kind of circumventing his defense attorney, it still happened. Mm-hmm. And now he's in jail and he has to be there over the weekend. Dirty trick to arrest somebody on Friday afternoon, huh? Yay. Yeah. yeah. Man. <laughs> Get a life,
0: guys. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Interesting, though, that Hildy called him right before it happened. I yep.
3: wonder what she said. Because he oh, asked her yeah. if it was important, and she it Were seemed she to have yeah. said, said no.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Make your prediction on that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. seriously. <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't know. All right, before we get to predictions, though, you guys have some news. So let's do a little news and
0: gossip. After Buzz TV News. Yes. Yes.
1: Um, good
3: news for the show. The ratings went up for, for last week's episode, which was episode two. Um, 5.2 million viewers. Wow. Which wow. makes this the number one new series that launched this year on Basic
1: Cable. Do you want to hear a little fun fact? Oh, yeah. The, e- the last ship launched on TNT last night and surpassed those numbers, and it is now the number one series yeah. on Basic Cable. But those are very good numbers. True, but yeah. maybe episode three. And oh, you're right, yeah. Right back at
3: you, <laughs> we'll see. It's the the running race. Yeah. Yeah. TNT killing it, though. Obviously. TNT yeah. totally killing yeah. it, absolutely.
1: But yeah. this is what they do. They know drama. They yeah. Yeah, they do a Drop-Up. No, let's go back. <laughs> Hashtag, let's go back.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I also, I uh, got a I read an interview that Tom Felton did, Eric Blunt, for People Magazine. Uh, he was talking about how he really enjoys these dark characters. He says he likes to sympathize with them and kind of dissect them and make them, uh, give them a, a possibility, give them a chance, because people instantly think of him in a negative way and he's like exactly and he was talking about he was talking about how some people are really intense like fans of his he says this is a quote it's always been fun for me the dark side of things i'm not actually thinking of being reckless a reckless criminal criminal excuse me or evil mastermind some people are some people revel in the darker side of it which is a little odd i've had a couple of proposals from people who want to adopt me a you request to change my name legally to Malfoy. <laughs> gifts of homemade potions and spells. I have to admire that level of dedication crazy yeah I so know. so he was
1: given homemade potions and stuff like that yes Wow. from that,
2: crazy fans that would be oh the scariest
1: God. part about being a celebrity is not weird people maybe as a man i'm not as concerned with weird people in public mm-hmm. as if i would be a woman or something but the thing that creeps me out if i became a celebrity is people mailing like food and stuff <laughs> no. you don't get within 10 feet of that
4: right not even food right? people will show up in your house you know oh. they will break in just because they're so in love mm-hmm. with you <laughs> yeah, and, like, you're super fan. That happened
2: to Sandra Bullock last month. Yeah, and these people crazy. are a fan of him as Malfoy. You as know? Malfoy, like that's yeah. That's crazy.
1: But for crazy. what it's worth, it might be smart to cast a guy like this, because do you think a lot of Malfoy fans automatically come to a show like this just to see him Oh, more probably. Yeah. definitely. Yeah.
2: It's there really smart,
1: yeah. yeah. All right, hey, uh, I've got a few good ones, so let's do predictions. Okay. Oh. And
0: now, your AfterBuzz TV predictions.
1: I'm going to drop the bomb on you guys.
4: <clears throat> Bring it.
1: Here's what's going on. Eric, I'm just going to be blunt. Eric Blunt. <laughs> 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 Ooh. Yeah. there? Yeah. Eric Blunt is a serial killer. Eric Blunt has a pattern with these girls, with Molly and Champagne or whatever, and he has a pattern with choking them and doing all this kind of stuff, and he's gone too far and he's killed a few of them. They're going to further dig cases back in other jurisdictions in the past where girls have died like this, and they haven't popped up because it's not in the same jurisdiction whatever. I think Blunt's a serial killer. However, I will stick to my prediction about the lawyer <laughs> and say that in Cindy's case, Blunt was going to kill her. This is so detailed, I'm sorry. Blunt was going to kill her. The lawyer caught them because he figured out who Blunt was, threw Blunt out, and the lawyer accidentally killed Cindy.
2: Whoa.
1: That level of detail, there's no way that's going to be correct. <laughs> very but specific. That's my prediction.
4: I'm not sure. Follow honestly. That. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, I I'm not sure. You know, after all these DNA tests, um, I I do think there's more to the Cindy murder. Of course, I'm not sure what. Uh, I do think there's something with Billy in there.
3: Yeah. I'm not saying I'm
4: going to your side. <laughs> Just yeah. bring the, the chair, side and side bring chair. I think there's is. more side story up. to. I think it goes back to what we're saying. It was a few people involved. That's what I think. I think it was. I think it was the lawyer, Bill, and obviously Eric. So everybody, so yeah, everyone, everyone's a killer, it, and it it then I always, always win, win, right? Just, just, yeah, one say, of the just
1: for the record, is it a prediction if you predict? Oh, everything's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All the stuff. everything. Because then happen. I will,
4: I will win. You see oh, that? I can yeah. see the lawyer. I win if it's.
1: The <laughs> <Such> <laughs> I'm kidding. A, such guys. a thing a girl would say. Always win. <laughs> and you know
4: what? I'll stick to to what I said earlier yeah, that I think in the next few episodes, Terry and Mulligan yeah. will will kiss. Nothing more. Nothing more. Just maybe hold hands.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's just they'll be in the same room together.
4: Right? Keeps Which, going. Yeah. Slowly. They'll they're hug. not taking it t- yeah. Once. They're taking it slow.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, JB predictions. Um I am going to step off the gas with Bill a little bit. Last episode I thought he was sort of more of a mastermind and I think he's definitely got some dirt on on him. But I don't think he's everything. I mm-hmm. think maybe not everybody that's involved I only said three, um, <laughs> come on but I think it's multiple angles that are being played and I think maybe there's some um, some blackmail involved I think they were trying to get Eric to do something, I definitely think Eric's bad too, before I was kind of giving him the benefit of the doubt um, but he's backpedaling so much I feel like he's, he's guilty of something um, possibly murder now so who was yeah. it? Um, I think it, uh, it's between Bill and Eric for me, oh, and possibly a Combo. See, he has
4: two. Why can't I have three? <laughs> well, you have everybody.
3: <laughs> here. Every, two. Every option, yeah. you're <laughs> you already take them.
2: You're like, I have uh, yeah, three guys, it. it's only three. Um, right. you, sorry, go ahead.
3: Yeah, I am. That will conclude my.
2: <laughs> that will conclude Okay. Uh I I feel like it's just too easy. I I want to say yes. He has a pattern. He's a serial killer. Okay, so the show's over. We no, no,
1: out. not at all. No, but you not know what I mean. All.
2: Like it's too easy. Right. That seems too easy to mm-hmm. me. That they gave us all that information. All your prediction comes from today's episode, right?
1: Well, more or less. Not the lawyer. The lawyer's been there from. No, the but stuff. your prediction sure. about
2: Eric Blood, the serial killer, sure, comes with, today, with right? The pattern. Yes. Exactly. It seems too easy to me. Even though you're right, that is what it. That's what I want to believe. But I am going to agree with JB again Oh, man. and yes. say that it's it's both. It's both. So even with you, too, because I think that the whole Cindy thing is a gray area. And that's where it's not Eric Blunt. That's what I
1: think. Just for the record, this, this segment is called Predictions. Yes. And we, we each made a prediction of who the killer is. And I'd just like to point out that I, I made an insanely specific <laughs> prediction about one person. You picked everyone, <laughs> and you two each picked two people. Well, I don't well, think you yeah. guys understand predictions.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am predicting that uh, you are not fully right.
1: Ooh, <laughs> that's that's, that's a given. All right. Before you guys just pile on social links, Twitter and stuff like that. Monsi where can they find you?
2: Uh, you can find me on Twitter or on Instagram at Monsi Bolanos.
1: You guys can find me at jb
3: underscore Zimmerman on Twitter and Instagram. I also host um, Marin on Thursdays at AfterBuzz TV and just started this Sunday, Almost Royal.
4: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rena Brazil, and we are also hosting the last ship together. So make sure to check that out.
1: That's just us, JB, not you. I'm
0: yeah, sorry. you're not.
4: Yeah, a
1: sorry, JB. It's okay. They're totally overpowering. <laughs> so there's no yeah. no right predictions. On that show. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Shots fired. I'm at Bobby Demuro on Twitter at Mr. Bobby DeMuro on Instagram. As we leave, remember Maria's new book, The Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness, in stores right now iTunes, YouTube, subscribe, comment rate, do all that good stuff. And tweet us, guys. We love hearing from you.
0: Thank you. Good night. You. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV.